Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Monday morning Wealth Coffee Chat. Hope you're all well. Forgot to uh, connect one thing. Won't be with you in just a moment. There we go. Yeah, that's good. Morning. Welcome. Hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Good to see a few of the early birds already here in the house. Alison, good morning to you. Got Chris there as well. Luke, Aaron, up and at it. Sharon, yes, bit chilly. <laughs> it's even cold here in the Gold Coast. RB, morning. And uh, Facebook user behind the veil. <laughs> hey, uh, hope you hope you're well. Hope you're well, team. Do the quick uh, quick warm ups and intros. If uh, if you didn't already know, most of you do though. But if you're new or you're dropping by or you haven't been here before or something, Jason is my name. If you didn't already know, I've been property investing uh, well over twenty years. I think it's about twenty five years now. Bought many properties myself. Helped many, many, many thousands of investors buy, uh, and more importantly, keep their properties to build their property portfolios across Australia and New Zealand. These days, we uh, we have a, a coaching team who coach who, who coach property investors. So, uh, if you're new, say hello. Give us a shout out. Let us know where you're coming or joining us in the live from this morning. We've got. Uh, Gabrielle, morning. Another Facebook user. I think you're always from the uh, from the the Facebook groups. I think. Uh, and uh, Rativ, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, folks, I thought we might talk about a concept. Uh, hey, Joel, how are you, mate? Haven't seen you for ages. Hope you're well, buddy. Hope you're awesome and well. Adrian, you're there too. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the concept uh, called highest and best use. Highest and best use of a piece of real estate um, and understanding what that means to us as property investors because often um, often the value, the future value is bundled into the conversation, the concept of the highest and best use of a bit of real estate. But uh, I thought we, we might talk about that this morning and talk about a few pieces of that puzzle that uh, that might uh, unlock some thinking when it comes to, all right, highest and best use of real estate. Maybe there's ways to buy and own real estate for the future as well as now uh, that can, you know, maybe bump, double, triple, sometimes significantly improve your real estate by some of these means. Does anyone know, anyone think they know what I'm talking about? I'm again, trying to not give away the answer, uh, speaking in a bit of riddles, but uh, there you go. Um, Alex, morning to you. Raining in cans, huh? That's, uh, there you go. <laughs> it's true, isn't it, Alison? I so speak to, I, I talk to my wife about that all the time. I'm sitting around having a, a restful moment and she's, uh, she can't, uh, she can't uh, watch me rest. She needs to go, oh, well, you don't look like you're doing much. I've got a list for you. Um, so like, okay, you can put that there for later. Anyway, <laughs> so tell me in the chat, do you think you know what it might mean? The highest and best use of real estate. What are the things that underpin that? It's not just a, uh, 
an interesting conversation or an interesting sentence, there's a few bits to this puzzle. There's a few pieces to this puzzle that uh, that uh, we might uh, have a look at this morning. All right, um, all right. We got Brendan. Uh, we got Mick. Morning. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you here, folks. Hope you're well, Mick. Hope you're well, Brendan. All right, let's get into it. Let's have a bit of a look at this idea. Uh, it's a bit ready this morning anyway. I forgot. All right, has anyone uh, got onto this blue light thing? I've changed the color on my uh, iPad screen uh, to a bit more red than than blue and it's helping my eyes anyway. There you go. Let's talk about the highest and best use of real estate. The highest and best use of real estate. What does that mean? Well, there's three pieces uh, to this conversation this morning we're going to talk about. The first one, what do you guys think? Chuck it in the chat if you think you might know what dictates or what things we can see that our highest and best use of the underlying real estate might give us, all right? Number one, I don't know if everyone heard of this conversation concept called the zoning. Zoning, what does zoning mean, all right? What does that mean? Uh, and the second one is DCP or DCPs, DCPs, um, and the uh, the third one, and it's the most, um, it's the one that you can retrofit often with existing properties. So you've got the zoning, you've got the DCPs, uh, and you've got the um, max building, uh, it's called envelope or envelope or whatever it is. It's about envelope, envelope, on. It's not an on, it's an N. Anyway, I don't, envelope. And I don't even know if I spelled that correctly. Anyway, there you go. There's three parts that dictate the highest and best use. And at the end of the day, it's a fancy way of saying what makes the properties worth more or your ability to create value in real estate um, in the future for us as property investors. Let's talk about zoning. Zoning. What does zoning mean? Zoning means how you use the property, uh, and uh, ultimately, how many you either use it or how many dwellings you can put on that property. Okay, so let's talk about that. The idea of use when it comes to zoning. All right, zoning number one. Zoning. If you can use the property just for residential, uh, let's do that. Like, what are the uses? Chuck this in the chat if you're into it. What are the uses? And there's actually quite a lot of them. But uh, what are the uses that most of us understand and know about uh, real estate or a piece of land? Well, most of us know residential use. Residential is where you can build a house and live there. What are some other uses of land, folks, when it comes to common uses? This is the idea that zoning equals a certain value depending on what that property is zoned for use, like what you can use the thing for, folks. Residential, um, you can use it for commercial, which means, uh, is it, yep, exactly, Mick. You know, can you put offices there? Can you put, um, you know, retail there, um, et cetera, et cetera, build offices or shops. Uh, Industrial, industrial. Industrial use, right? So this is this is mostly houses and apartments and, and townhouses and, and so on. 
right? Townhouses. Obviously, this is sort of offices, um, you know, shops, etc. And the industrial is, you know, big sheds and um, industry, right? Industry. Okay. The different zoning. And then, yeah, absolutely, you've got rural slash agriculture uh, and the um, – the the fifth one is some sort of mix, uh, mixed version of all of these things, mixed zoning. Now, folks, how, what it, zoning uh, gives uh, way to value in certain ways. Certain types of properties zoned residentially compared to commercially are worth more or less, depending on yeah their attractiveness or where they are. Now, let's have a quick look at. I'm going to show you sort of uh, what a zoning map looks like when it comes to this idea. Now, for many people, uh, I've worked with a few people who, uh, as investors, buy houses that are zoned for something else in the future. And uh, they might buy a house and there's underlying zoning allows that house to be turned into apartments, townhouses, or some sort of set of shops or commercial shops. And you can do that along like quite busy streets and stuff like that, all right? So zoning, the underlying use of this bit of real estate. Now, this is a map of Brisbane City Council, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, actually, check this out. This is from 1946. I'll I'll show you the area. And if you can see that, like Brizzy's pretty sparse. Have a look over here. You can't see much. And over here used to be farmlands and all that sort of stuff. And... uh, what is it, 50 years later or something? Um, it's filled in a bit. Anyway, there you go. Um, let's have a look at the zoning, and I'll put the zoning in here. I'll click that. Now, it's gone weird and wonderful colours, and what happens in um, in cities, you can see often, depending on the, the, the legend here, you can see down the side here, Low-density residential, character residential, character residential, low-medium density, two stories max. Low-medium density, you know, two to three stories max. Uh, and then have a look at these ones here. Now, this is where um, this is where that value can be hidden in the underlying value of the real estate, right? High-density residential up to 15 stories. So if you think about that, folks, if you buy a piece of dirt if you buy a house um let's see if i can zone i can zoom in on this let's see if you buy if you buy something now i I know this area down down here in um in south brisbane pretty well i've got some properties there um and if you have a look at uh some of the zoning here some of the the streets you go all right well you know let's say high density residential up to 15 stories so all of this stuff down here, uh, all of that stuff over there, all of these little streets in here, all of those there. So when it comes to zoning, if you owned a piece of real estate and you bought a house for, let's say, a million dollars and you can build 15 stories up, well, that means you could turn that one house into maybe 20, 30, 50, 100 apartments when it comes to the idea of zoning, Okay. And there's plenty of other ways to slice and dice this thing, folks. You can see all of the, all of the the stuff here. Mixed use corridor. So you got mixed use. So which means you can have, you know, a residential plus you can have 
shops and commercial under, underneath and all sorts of different ways to slice and dice that, all right? Special purpose, um, et cetera, et cetera. What does it all mean? At the end of the day, what it means to us as investors, folks, is it means that if our property has an underlying zoning value, uh, you can do something with it in the future that can add value to its um, to its inherent value. So what is it zoned? How many dwellings? And what can you use it for? Let's say if, if it was one house or you could turn it into 50 apartments, those 50 apartments are worth um, a lot of money, right, when it comes to that sort of stuff. Development control plans, DCPs. I don't know if anyone heard of this, and it's a bit of a technical conversation this morning, but it's absolutely worth it. Uh, yeah, Alison, I mean, the, that, that's exactly it. Uh, a bunch of things, um, certainly when it comes to buying uh, residential houses, subdivisions uh, and duplexes, like, you know, splitting the, the land, you know, subdividing it up into smaller pieces or uh, knocking down an old house and turning it into two duplexes or two duplex halves. How do you add value um, uh, as you go? So the development control plan is really what building, what building or buildings um, uh, can you put on that bit of real estate, okay? The development control plan. The maximum uh, number of dwellings, and what can you do when it comes to uh, new construction or even the existing piece of real estate? Okay, what can you do? Um, and then the third part is the maximum building envelope. So let's talk about what that means. Now, this is very basic, uh, it's not a deep dive into it, but if you have a look at this, right? So if you look at um, the conversation here. Let's say that's a 500 square meter piece of land, folks. Um, and the development control plan says, the development control plan says, it's got, there's a bunch of, it's way more complicated than this, but let me just do it in very simple terms. The developer, the DCP says you can cover 60% of the land and you can go maximum two stories. Or, or, the, or there might be a height. It might be, I don't know, shit. It might be six metres or something like that. Maybe it's less than six metres. But anyway, yeah, so there's there's just two things. You can cover 60% of the land and you can cover two stories. So what happens often, um, so if you say 60%, <clears throat> tell me in the chat, what's the average size of a, just an average size of a, a regular house, like the, the square meterage, folks, square metre. So tell me that in the, in the chat, uh, and it's more complicated with 60%. You can have like, you know, if you put down impermeable or permeable uh, concrete blocks, then you can have more and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what, what's a regular size of a house that you'd build on a 500-square-metre block of land? Mick's saying 300. That's a pretty big house, Mick, these days, that's for sure. So let's uh, let's split the difference. We've built we built houses heaps. We built heaps of houses, and the majority of houses right now selling to new people. That's right. It's between two hundred and ten and two hundred and fifty square meters, right? So if you said two hundred and fifty square meters, folks, um, 
Yeah, the, the house. Yep. So a good townhouse is about 130 to 150. Uh, a good house, let's say a four bedroom house, is you know 210 to 250, uh, etc. So if let's say that's 250 square meters, you, all you've done is you've only covered 50%. You've only covered 50% of the land for your house, right? And so um, the understanding of the development control plan. So let's say you cover 50% and because you're on a budget, you, you, you do a single story house, right? So highest and best use of that land, folks, um, it might, you might do it right at the start or you might do it later on, is to cover 60% of the land and do two stories, two stories. Everyone with me? Yeah, and plus hard services and all that sort of stuff. You're dead right, Luke. There's there's a bunch of other jiggery-pokery things on, on that, but um, um, this is just the, the overall basic concept. So what's the point of all of this rhetoric and conversation, Jason? The point is, folks, that um, often – uh, often when we have especially older houses or people purchased a house, they've bought a piece of land but they haven't maximised the actual dwelling on there, then that's an opportunity to go and have a look at um, adding value, upside value in in um, in that space. You can you – know, often value in the development control plans is exactly that. You haven't covered enough of the land. You haven't gone two storeys. And the classic, folks, is, you know, a three-bed house uh, and add value, turn it into a five-bed house or something like that, right? Um, or, you know, a four-bed and turn it into a five- or six-bed, okay? And there's uh, arbitrage or there's uplift if you, renovate, if you renovate houses from smaller bedrooms to multiple more, uh, more multiple bedrooms when it comes to value. Highest and best use, team, highest and best use. There is a uh, there's a, an amount that you can cover the land. There's an amount that you can go up. There's an amount of bedrooms you can fit into kind of this imaginary box. Does your house, does the or are the properties that you own fully maximized when it comes to that? The maximum building envelope plus the development control plan. What can you build on there? Okay, the number of buildings and those sort of things. Uh did that make sense? I was trying to make something a little complicated, more um, tangible when it comes to this conversation. Zoning, that's where all of the developers play. The developers play in zoning land, right? Um, you know, buying, you know, a simple house or a simple commercial property and then turning it into multi, multi-storied buildings. Most of us will play in the world of development control plans and maximum building envelopes, especially if you're buying, let's say, um, older properties. What can you do to add value? Is your property maximized? Um, and for many of us, that's a good place to start when we're trying to build our equity as well. If you own some properties and you can maximize them, then uh, start where you are and then you can go on to other properties in the future. Uh, Mick. Mick said, can you get the DCPs changed? Uh, well, the DCPs are a state thing and you can you can work with them a little, Mick, um, is what you can do. And uh, it's a good question to ask a, a, a town planner, a quantity surveyor or a surveyor um, or an architect. If you're looking to do something on a property, you grab yourself a professional 
who knows what they're doing in that area. And, you, you know, sometimes you can get things relaxed and you can push it a little bit and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Justine's, um, Justine's right. Um, you, you can, um, you, know, you don't get them changed, but you can push the boundaries a bit. And, you know, if something makes sense, you know, uh, some councils, some work with you. Um, some don't. Some are useless, but there you go. Um, yeah, how, how, does, uh, how does one developer get, you know, something crazy looking built and then the one right next door has got less? You know, again, uh, a cynical person might say that uh, they might be uh, paying someone off, but there you go. Anyway, folks, um, <laughs> Alison, yeah. Well, that's uh, it's, it, it's dead right, Alison. It takes a lot of money to develop a, a property, you know, um, I know some people have had, you know, uh, you know, not necessarily planned, but default windfalls when it comes to that stuff. But uh, for most of us, the the reality is, you want your properties to be low input when it comes to your engagement. They're a good place for storing wealth. They're a good place for maximizing some tax deductions in the in the short term and long term. You want them to generate income, so you don't have to do too much to them. Um, if you need to, well, uh, that's a conversation for another day, I would say. That's it, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat done for today. A little bit more technical, but hopefully, you know, spreading the knowledge across all facets of property investing. I think that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done. Thanks for joining me, folks. Join me tomorrow for another one as uh, as we do every weekday, 10 past 8, if you're up for it. Remember, we've got a couple of sayings around here. Buy well, don't sell. Hey, it takes a lot of effort to buy a piece of real estate and uh, takes time for it to grow and do what it's meant to do. Easy. 10, 15, 20 years is the time frame. You, you, we all know that. There's nothing. I've said nothing to the contrary for 20 years. It takes time. You've got to be patient. So stick with it and keep building your portfolio, folks. Uh, thanks for joining me this morning. That's it from me. Over and out. Join me tomorrow. Like I said, until then, folks, you guys take care. Bye for now.